Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Kings chapter 9. When Solomon had finished building the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had achieved all that he had desired to do, the Lord appeared to him a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. The Lord said to him, I have heard the prayer and plea you have made before me. I have consecrated this temple which you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. As for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness, as David your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David your father when I said, You shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. But if you or your descendants turn away from me, and do not observe the commands and decrees I have given you, and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land I have given them, and will reject this temple that I have consecrated for my name. Israel will then become a byword and an object of ridicule among all people. This temple will become a heap of rubble. All who pass by will be appalled and will scoff and say, Why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and to this temple? People will answer, Because they have forsaken the Lord their God, who brought their ancestors out of Egypt, and they have embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That is why the Lord brought all this disaster on them. At the end of twenty years, during which Solomon built these two buildings, the temple of the Lord and the royal palace, King Solomon gave 20 towns in Galilee to Hiram, king of Tyre, because Hiram had supplied him with all of the cedar and juniper and gold that he wanted. But when Hiram went from Tyre to see the towns that Solomon had given him, he was not pleased with them. What kind of towns are these that you've given me, my brother? he asked. And he called them the land of Kabul, a name which they have until this day. Now Hiram had sent to the king a hundred and twenty talents of gold. Here is the account of the forced labor King Solomon conscripted to build the Lord's temple, his own palace, the terraces, the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, Megiddo, and Gezer. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had attacked and captured Gezer. He set it on fire. He killed its Canaanite inhabitants then gave it as a wedding gift to his daughter, Solomon's wife. And Solomon rebuilt Gezer. He built up lower Beth-Horon, Baalith, and Tadmor in the desert within his land, as well as all of his store cities and the towns for his chariots and for his horses. Whatever he desired to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and throughout all the territory that he ruled. There were still people left from the Amorites the Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. These people were not Israelites. Solomon conscripted the descendants of all these people remaining in the land, whom the Israelites could not exterminate, to serve as slave labor as it is to this day. 
But Solomon did not make slaves out of any of the Israelites. They were his fighting men, his government officials, his officers, his captains, and the commanders of his chariots and charioteers. They were also the chief officials in charge of Solomon's projects, 550 officials supervising those who did the work. After Pharaoh's daughter had come up from the city of David to the palace of Solomon, he had constructed the terraces. Three times a year, Solomon sacrificed bird offerings and fellowship offerings on the altar he had built for the Lord, burning incense before the Lord along with them, and so fulfilled the temple obligations. King Solomon also built ships at Ezion Geber, which is near Elath in Edom, on the shore of the Red Sea. And Hiram sent his men, sailors who knew the sea, to serve in the fleet with Solomon's men. They sailed to Ophir and brought back 420 talents of gold, which they delivered to King Solomon. And so kind of a catch-up chapter. It covers a, a lot of time. Verse 1, when Solomon finished building the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had achieved all that he desired to do, the Lord then appeared to him a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And so at Gibeon, he appeared to him in a dream. This doesn't say specifically he appeared to him in a dream, but it says like he did at Gibeon. So could be in the in the form of a dream, whatever the case. Nevertheless, it is the Lord himself who's appearing. And so the Lord said to him, I have heard the prayer and plea you've made before me. I have consecrated this temple which you have built by putting my name there forever. Now notice, how did he consecrate it? By putting his name there. That's interesting. The name of the Lord carries with it uh, the implication that the Lord comes where his name is honored. And so by putting his name there, his, uh, his presence came there as well. The Lord continued to speak, My eyes and my heart will always be there. And as for you, Solomon, if, notice the if, if you will walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness, as David your father did, and if you will do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne over Israel as I promised David. And so there it is. There's the the commitment from the Lord. But in verse 6, he has more to say. But, this is the Lord speaking, but if you or your descendants turn away from me and do not observe the commands and decrees I've given you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land that I've given them and will reject this temple. Now, sadly, friends, that's exactly what's going to happen. Solomon is going to begin to worship other gods and Of course, the Lord sadly knew that it was coming. But continuing what the Lord warned him, if there was some idolatry involved, he says this temple will become a heap of rubble. And we know, in fact, that 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 came to pass. This particular temple was destroyed by the Babylonians. And although later rebuilt and destroyed once again by the Romans, this temple Solomon's building was destroyed by the Babylonians around 586 B.C., primarily because they had rejected Yahweh and begun to worship other gods. It's a big deal to the Lord. So just um, one last comment. There's a mention of gold. Hiram gets rewarded for the materials that he's given to um, uh, Solomon to build the temple and to build the palace and other things that Solomon was building. 
And the, the last verse, verse 28, says, Hiram's men sailed to Ophir and brought back 420 talents of gold, which they delivered to King Solomon. Now this Ophir, the gold of Ophir, mentioned many times in the scriptures, related primarily to things that were done in Solomon's day, but even outside of Solomon's day, Ophir is mentioned in several places. And Ophir supplied several things to Israel, and gold was one of the things. And so there's been a lot of conjecture over the legendary Ophir and where it's uh, where it was located. Of course, it was a real place, and uh, apparently it had a lot of gold. And so some of the conjecture has been India, modern uh, India, or even Pakistan on the Indus River Valley, and um, that's been raised a number of times. Uh, the area that is currently Ghana in Africa has been raised as a possibility. But the truth is, we don't know where Ophir was. The Lord knows, but we don't know exactly where it was. But um, let's just focus on the consecration of the temple here for a moment uh, and the Lord's prophetic promises and warnings. They were conditional. If you obey and walk with me, you'll be blessed. If you reject me and worship other gods, then you'll be cut off. And so sadly, that um, that same promise and warning is in effect for not only the Jews, but for us as Christians as well. So, Lord, we pray that we would be among those who obey. Lord, help us. Give us grace to be obedient and express our love to you through obedience. Don't cut us off, Lord. Don't reject us. Don't um, uh, pull away from us. Help us, Lord, to continue to serve you all the days of this life and all the days of eternity. Forgive us when we fall short. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.